0: You're listening to the Everyday Addict Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Ariel. The information, opinions, or references shared are not meant to treat or diagnose any medical, mental health, or addiction issue. It's informational and educational only. If you struggle with mental health or addiction issues, please seek help from your doctor, mental health professional, or addiction specialist. Let's get on to the show. Welcome back to the Everyday Addict Podcast, and I hope your week went well, and you got and found what you needed this week for your recovery. I'm Brian Ariel, an LADC and mental health provider in the state of Minnesota, and I've worked in the addiction field for over eight years, and I'm here to share what I've learned over those years that might help you better understand addiction, recovery, and mental health issues. This week, the quote of the week comes from Anias Nin, and she Her quote is, life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. Now, let's think about that for a little bit. I'll say it again. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. Now, to me, this quote means that the braver I am, the possibility of more freedom and opportunity I might have. And if we think about our addiction or our mental health, There are times that we are not that brave because our struggles seem so big and unmanageable at times. But if we have the courage to face our difficulties in our life, and it becomes, our life that is, becomes more than when we're just at. We're not in our problem, but we're working our solution. And our freedom to make decisions also expands so that our overall positive life experience may also expand in proportion to our courage in to change and to confront our difficulties. So hopefully that is a quote that you can hold on to for this week and be courageous and brave and face those things that you don't want to face in your life. Those things that seem too big and they seem like a big hairy monster. Well, hopefully you can find the courage to face the things that are keeping you stuck. Wouldn't that be great? is to have more freedom, to have more options than what you're just in right now, to be living in a solution and not living through the problem. Let that sink in a little bit. And our topic today, we're going to today, we're going to discuss fentanyl and this drug, how it can affect our life, our mind, and our health. And fentanyl, it's been all over the news, right? In the last couple of years, like fentanyl, fentanyl, fentanyl. That's all you hear. Another fentanyl overdose and on and all those other things. And we often wonder like, well, what is this fentanyl thing? Well, information that I took is from the National Institute on Drug Abuse. And it states that fentanyl is a powerful synthetic opioid that is like morphine, but it is 50 to 100 times more potent. It is a prescription drug that is also made and used illegally. So you might be asking, what is an opioid? And most people do know, but however, just in case we're confused, opioids, they're a class of drugs naturally found in the opium poppy plant. So if you're ever in watch the news and you see those poppy fields, that's where it kind of comes from. That's where opioids come from. And some opioids are made from the plant directly, and others, like fentanyl, are made by scientists in labs using the same chemical structure to mimic uh, opium and to mimic morphine. Now, fentanyl, which is synthetic, made in a lab, affects the brain a lot like the other opioids. And it's the same receptors as heroin and other pharmaceutical pain relievers that over time, we've had an overprescription of pain relievers, which has led to our... Uh, opioid epidemic in the United States. Now, these affect the areas of the brain that deal with pain and emotions. And it works on the same neurochemicals called endorphins, which means if we break the word endorphin down means from the body, morphine, natural pain relievers. If you've ever heard of a runner's high, that's what it's talking about is the natural release of endorphins that our body will release if we're injured or in pain to naturally fight off that pain. So it works in the same way. It mimics these and it fits into those receptors in the brain. And basically the same th- same pain relief that is gotten from endorphins are exponentially more with the opioids, right? So that's why we would take opioids to help the body help the pain better and if you've ever experienced like what it's like to take an opioid you know kind of what it does to the body it helps you feel better you have less pain or no pain at all and you just kind of feel this nice warm and fuzzy feeling now opioids is the drug that i had struggled with for many years because of chronic low back pain and Prescribers that would just say, Well, here, take this, take this, take this. And pretty soon you're taking four Percocet and drinking a couple shots of Jack Daniels. And you find out that that may not be the best way to deal with your pain. So, enough about that. So, when we use an opioid, and let's even use fentanyl in there, we say we have this relief of pain, our emotions become elevated, and we feel great. However, Unlike the natural pain reliever, fentanyl is way more stronger than morphine and heroin. The effect on mental health is also concerning with feeling very good to the point it almost feels like, man, I'm in love, right? Opioids are very strong, and fentanyl is what we're finding is one of the most potent of all. And long-lasting use and abuse can lead to a lack of control of emotions, the inability to feel happiness outside of use, And of course, yes, I'm going to say it, death from overdose. Now, fentanyl is much stronger than heroin, and it is 10 to 50 times more stronger than heroin. And if you've ever messed or seen someone mess with heroin, you know that that's pretty strong. But fentanyl is 10 to 15, 50 times stronger. The average fatal dose of fentanyl that is lethal to a normal person is three milligrams, where heroin is about 30 milligrams. So this makes fentanyl, because of its potency, and it's more economical to smuggle in than heroin, as it can be smuggled in in smaller packages than heroin. And not only that, but it's often used to enhance the potency of heroin when it's been adulterated or cut down, and it makes it seem that it's more pure and stronger. So fentanyl is a cheap way to mask heroin adulteration, and that has been weakened. So you may be told, like, hey, man, I got some heroin for you. And you think you're doing heroin. But a good majority of the substance is fentanyl-laced heroin. I would say it's probably almost impossible to find pure heroin out there that hasn't been laced with fentanyl. And this is one of the reasons there are so many more overdoses. Because this stuff, heroin, is being cut with fentanyl. And not only that, but we can find fentanyl lacing in just about any substance we're going to buy off the street. I've even seen where fentanyl has been sprayed on marijuana. It's been packed into what looks like a club drug and they don't quite get it right. Right. Where you, you've heard of these things, right? Someone overdosed on what they thought was a Xanax and it was actually a majority of fentanyl that killed the person. It wasn't the Xanax that killed the person. It was the fentanyl because what they thought they were getting, they weren't getting. And this is kind of standard practice. If you ever think that a drug dealer has your best interest at heart, you're putting your hands in someone who sees you as a dollar sign. They could care less about your life. They could care less if you come back. As long as you bring that green, you're good to go. So, Like I said, this is one of the reasons that there are so many more overdoses. And we're also finding there's a lot of crossover. Fentanyl is being put in just about anything to get you to come back, right? And most of the fentanyl that comes into America is illegal. And it comes through the southern border. And you know where this is made? It's made in China, which is one of the world's top producer of fentanyl. The opioid crisis has reached such a proportion that reports say that it threatens the national and economic security of the United States. And on average, there's about 1,300 people a day dying from overdoses. And this is a national health crisis and has been for a while. And again, let's think, who's benefiting from all this? Is it just anybody? No, it's not. It's the transnational drug organizations that are benefiting off of all this death and destruction. Fentanyl, like we said, can be laced into anything, and we've seen it sprayed, packed into pills. Uh, It's made to look like one drug, but what you're really getting is another. And it's really diabolical, because really, you don't know what you're getting. There's nothing on the label saying, hey, what you're getting is a precise amount of this, that, or the other thing. And it just doesn't happen, because guess what? It's just kind of like some science, like, eh, we'll put a little bit in here and we'll put a little bit in there. And we're trying to be careful because we really don't want to kill people because, but you know, if someone dies, you know, whatever, there'll be more people to take their place. And you may say that this is a really weird way of looking at it, or a very uh, harsh way to look at it. Drug addiction, the people that produce drugs to sell them to people, vulnerable people, they're not nice people. They're not people you want to have over for dinner, invite over for Christmas. Their one goal is profit over people. And these are the same people that are found to be trafficking women into sex trafficking, terrorizing their own people, raping, plundering, and pillaging, and just just for profit. They could care less about anything other than themselves. So every time we're using an illegal drug, we're actually harming way more people than what we think. We're just not harming ourselves. And addiction is not just a a, a personal thing. We're, there's a lot that goes into this. There's people being shot and killed. There's people being sold into sex trafficking. There's children without parents. There's children that are even being raped and sent into child porn. And This is ridiculous. This is such a sick and evil thing that's happening to just everybody in the world. This is just pure evil. Fentanyl is great for cancer. It's great for pain reliever if used in a clinical setting. But on the street, this is just death, death and destruction. Billions of dollars are being made by people who don't care. They could care less about anybody. And then we start to use this, and we're participating by buying it, by this epidemic is participating in the oppression of people in other countries. It boggles my mind, right? We just think, well, I'm just shooting heroin. I'm not hurting anybody but myself. But we don't know the trail of destruction behind how we got that. Who was threatened? Who was traumatized? Who was harmed in this? It's not a harmless thing. Who's getting rich? You know, it's not the pharmaceutical companies, it's the illegal transnational drug organizations that are benefiting off all this death and destruction. And it's gotten to such a proportion where it's actually threatened the economic stability and national security of the United States. And I would venture to say it's just not a United States issue. But maybe national security of multiple nations around the world. America is not the only one dealing with this. Around the world, they're dealing with the same stuff. And so it's really disheartening, right, to hear this and to really dig into this and see Who is being hurt when we think we're just getting high and it's no big deal, but we're actually helping people enslave other people into this by really using this stuff. And all drug addiction, it leaves a wake of destruction and mayhem. And at first it seems fun and it's actually quite enjoyable, but we know eventually it leads to a loss of control, a loss of family, a loss of personal identity, And our children are being taken out of their homes and placed in foster care. And sometimes these foster care homes, they're not cool places to leave children because they're being abused also. We can read, we know, we hear the stories of children being taken out of the home, which is a pretty bad situation, but yet some of them are being put in even worse situations than what they were facing in their home. And what I've seen Because the availability of fentanyl, and it's so cheap to produce, it's taking over. And I've personally seen an increase in fentanyl use other than heroin. And most of the UAs that I get back are not just showing positive for a heroin metabolite, but they're also showing positive for fentanyl and norfentanyl. had tested hot for high levels of fentanyl. And it was a shock to them. And they explain, and it also explained a lot of things, what was going on with them, because they were saying, wow, I've, I've, I've been off heroin before, but these withdrawals are completely different than what I've experienced before. And the reason why is because he had high levels of fentanyl in their system. And so trying to explain it, it was a shock to them. You can't trust anybody when you're getting this stuff because no one cares. They could care less about you. They care about the green, right? And you may think, wow, man, this is hopeless. What can be done to curb the tide of this? Well, there's a couple of things we can do. We can get involved in outreaches in our community. We can be educated, right? We can do our own research. We can talk to our representatives and let them know about our concerns, not only about just drugs, but then also other issues. If you don't get involved in your representation. You have nobody but to blame but yourself. Because just worrying about it doesn't get anything done. You have to take action. You have to get up and you have to talk to the, your representatives and tell them how you feel. You have to talk to your family members about their drug use. And you need to be trained to recognize an overdose and then have the kit with you just in case of that moment that you find yourself in. Because you could be down at the gas station filling up And all of a sudden you see someone pass out and it could be, it very much could be a fentanyl or an opioid overdose that's happening that you're seeing. They're more and more common, right? You're just not finding people in the, in the alleyways anymore. You're finding them in your home. You're finding them at the grocery store, at the gas station, at the McDonald's or the Hardee's or wherever you go. You're finding this more and more. We have to be more and more aware of what's going on around us. And fentanyl, as I said, in a clinical setting, medically used, is a great thing for end-stage cancer patients, for chronic pain when used in a medical-directed setting. Because like all opioids, the affinity and the level of addictivity of this is so high and it leads to all sorts of things. We may feel great. We may feel no pain, but what also it does is it depresses our breathing function, right? It puts it to sleep and we can have a buildup of fluid in our lungs. We can have constipation. We can have all sorts of other problems depending upon how we're using it. And if we're not using it in a medical way, we're abusing it. And we're really dancing on the edge of destruction and death. Every time we take a pill, every time we take a snort, every time we use fentanyl. Because there's no guarantee that this time ain't going to be the time that takes you out. And it's a problem, not only in the United States, but all over the world. What can we do? Well... Maybe we can pray for those that are struggling with this addiction. Maybe we can pray that the evil that is perpetuated by the transnational drug organizations that are profiting off all this death and destruction and enslaving people, like really, truly enslaving people, it's happening all around us. This is what's perpetuating this kind of thing. And we need to be advocates for health, for wellness, for goodness, for gosh sakes, do something. Otherwise it'll be at your front door and you'll be like, Oh man, I don't, how did this happen? Well, come on, man, wake up. We got kids dying in the street because they think they're taking one thing and they're actually getting fentanyl. We got people being harmed daily because of their addictions. And we're saying, well, it's not my business. It is your business. You are your brother's keeper. If you care for any human being, I don't care what they look like, where they're from. We should all care for each other. We should all hold each human life as valuable as it is because the loss of human life is tragic. And the impact that that person that has lost their life could have had on the world, we'll never know. We'll never know. And if you've lost someone to this, you know that pain. And if you've overdosed and you're, you, you've you used fentanyl or you've relapsed and you're using fentanyl, you know the dangers of this. It's nothing to play with. It's a serious, serious thing. And granted, we will say all addiction is a dangerous thing. But opioids... It, it It's really deadly. Like I said, 1,300 people a day are passing away from this stuff. They're overdosing and dying. That's not a small number. That's a big number. We could be looking at losing generations because of this. And why? Because we're in pain. Not only physical pain. Well, what about emotional and mental pain that we use to self-medicate to feel better? Maybe we feel unloved. And I know for me, it was one of those things. When I felt that I wasn't loved, when I felt like I was just, ugh, I didn't like myself and I wanted, I was bored and all this other stuff. Whatever excuse you can come up with, I would go and get high. And opioids was my thing because it was originally for back pain. But then it morphed into something really, insidious where it was starting to rob me of my joy. I couldn't hardly do anything unless I took my, my pain pill in the morning. And then I started, well, you know, every four to six hours, you know, it's been two. I could take it. Right. And then you start combining an opioid or a pain pill with alcohol. And then it just, it's, it goes downhill from there. It's, it's not a happy picture. It's not a great picture. It's not a wonderful thing. So I plead with you. I beg you. I just say, do something. Be informed. Be trained. Talk to people. Don't be shy. You could save their life. And if they're mad at you, at least they're breathing. At least you can still see them. And you don't have to remember who they were when you visit their grave. Right? It can be, this can be a good turning point. Or this can be a continuation on down the road of destruction. So let's close this up today. In conclusion, what did we find out today? Fentanyl is a synthetic opioid and it's made in a lab. It works on the same areas of the brain that endorphins do, which are the pain and emotional areas of the brain. And fentanyl is 10 to 50 times stronger than heroin. And most likely heroin is, we can say is, pretty much laced with fentanyl because it's so cheap to produce and it can be smuggled in smaller packages. And most of the fentanyl in the United States is smuggled through the southern border and manufactured in China, which is a top producer of this drug. The people that benefit from the sale and trafficking of this drug is those transnational crime organizations that also enslave women and children and terrorize their own people for profit which is just pure evil. Please, if you like what you've heard, please share it. Share it with someone you know, whether they're struggling with addiction or maybe you like what you heard or you just say, hey, this guy, you know, listen to this guy, you might learn something. And if you know of someone who struggles with addiction, help them seek treatment and love them. Don't love them to death, but help them seek, empower them Don't enable them to stay sick, but empower them to find the help that they need. And as always, love them. Pray for those who are struggling with addiction. Pray for those that are being terrorized by the manufacture and distribution of these drugs. And hopefully, one day, we can lower the numbers of death from 1,300 a day down to zero. If we just advocate and get involved. Thank you for listening to the Everyday Addict Podcast. I hope you found this to be of value today. And check us out on Facebook. And if you want to suggest topics or have questions about addiction or recovery, please send me an email at everydayaddict8 at gmail.com. Again, that's everydayaddict, all one word, the number 8 at gmail.com. Until next week. Have a good one.